0: Welcome to Inside 8101, a conversation about preparing students for the world beyond high school. I'm Mike Brennan, president of Holy Family Catholic High School, and we're glad that you can join us. Today, for our first episode, I'm welcoming Nick Tibizar, Holy Family Activities Director. Nick, Good welcome. morning, Mr. Brennan. Good morning. You know, Nick, I'm going to be very honest with you. <laughs> this is my very first podcast. Um, I figured uh, what could be better um, uh, to to kick this off with, then um, beginning with someone uh, such as yourself, someone that you know, um, and someone that's made a huge impact on Holy Family um, over the last few years. Um, so again, welcome. Thank we're you. Really happy that you're here. Um, I'm happy to be inside 8101. Oh, I like that. Well done. Well played. You know, we're we, you know, our, our goals for this conversation today is really. Um, you know, I have a number of questions that I, I want to get this, you know, to, to help get this conversation rolling. Um, but I'm really interested in getting your take on um, activities in student life and just, just what is the right balance um, for students uh, with respect to balancing activities and, and their extracurricular involvement um, with their the academic expectations that we place before them, as well as downtime and, 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 and time to, um, quite frankly, just just be a kid. Um, and, and, and in that scope, you know, I, I, I really also want to explore um, just, just what ought to be the focus um, for our kids and for our parents. Where should they be focusing their efforts um, in, in an effort to allow them to pursue all of their passions? So lots to talk about. And again, really grateful that you're here. So this is your third year here at Holy Family, correct? Uh, fourth. Fourth year. Came here three years ago. Well, third well, third year that I've known you. <laughs> um, can you, can you share that story a little bit? You know, everyone's got, um, a story about the journey, about their call, how, how they've been
1: led to Holy Family. Um, I'm really interested in learning yours. Sure. You know, I'll, uh, I'll try to avoid t- telling my entire life story, uh, but, You know, got into teaching and coaching. uh, You know, really just because I had uh, fortunate to have uh, a lot of great experiences growing up. You know, my coaches were the people that I I looked up uh, the most outside of my family uh, in my life, and uh, you know, really felt called to to move into that as a career. Uh, I went to Wyzeada High School, so I knew big public schools. I Mm -hmm. student taught at Eden Prairie, coached over there, and then I was fortunate right out of college. I got a job back at Wyzeada High School, so. Uh, I spent 11 years there teaching. Uh, what getting, were you teaching? Uh, social studies. Okay. Uh, AP Human Geography uh, and U.S. History were my primaries, but I did econ and military history and, wow. and a bunch of other did things. you focus well, on sorry. a particular grade level, uh, I had mostly 11th graders. Okay. Uh, but I had some electives in there. that were 9, 12. Sure. Um, so, you know, I had a ton of experience in big public schools, uh, had the opportunity to uh, coach at Benilde St. Margaret's, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that was really my first, my first time kind of peering into, you know, what it was like to be at a, a small uh, Catholic school.
0: Uh, and What jumped out at you in terms of the, the differences between the two different types of environments? Public school, a large public school.
1: Yeah, you know, I uh, I got to know the, the head coach had, <laughs> had been a Benilde grad and, and took a lot of time to, you know, I, I had a lot of questions about how kind of things operated, mostly because, you know, I was curious but also wanted to know how it was impacting our players. Um, you know, but th- there was just a lot of things that were different that you, that you simply could not do at a school of 3,000 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, you know, all those things put together was, you know, ultimately I just it was better in my opinion. Um, you know, even down to the small things that, you know, our players never locked their lockers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, even at a school, uh, a grade school like Wysetta, it, it was still kind of understood that if you left your locker open, your stuff was all going to be gone, mm-hmm. um, within a matter of an hour or two. Um, uh, and it wasn't like that. Um, so for that and a lot of other reasons, uh, opportunity became available at Holy family and, um, uh, I was, I was ready to jump. How did you ready. learn about it? Was it passive or did someone tap you? Uh, it was the athletic director <clears> over <throat> at uh, Benild. Um, oh, really? Yep. I'd gotten okay. to know uh, him pretty well. And then uh, Matt emailed all the Catholic school ADs um, when he was um, switching roles here saying that it was open. So mm. um, I, talked to, I talked to Jerry about it. Um, Jerry made a call over here. I reached out to Matt, um, who I, kn- I knew a little bit just through basketball over the years, um, Next thing you know, here I am. Well, we're glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So maybe reflecting on,
0: uh, you said you went away, was out of high school. Correct. Um, I'm sure over those years and and even before that, um, you've been personally involved in lots of activities and and sports in particular, athletics. Um, What what stands out to you in terms of positive memories um,
1: from that time? Yeah, I'll give you a
0: coach, particular experience.
1: uh, I'll give you a story from uh, my impressionable Mm -hmm. years uh, in high school. It was, uh, you know, seemingly kind of uh, inconsequential, but it it has stuck with me to this day and been something that stood out. But Mm -hmm. um, before every football game, we'd have a Thursday night team meal. And it was just kind of commonplace that, you know, the seniors would all go to the front of the line. I was a junior at the time, so we'd kind of hang in the back, and it wasn't that, you know. I, I didn't feel like we were getting hazed. it was just kind of it was just the way that it was um, but one of the seniors, one of our stud wide receivers was just stayed in the back of the line with all the juniors and so you know had a conversation like hey how come you're not how come you're not up with everybody else and it was you know ultimately like I'm no different or better than anybody else. I'll hang out with you guys back there um and it w- it was a powerful it was a powerful example for me you know we talk you and I a lot about you know, servant leadership mm-hmm. and, you know, leadership in general. Uh, but it was a cool, uh, you know, leaders eat last, you know. Yeah, I was just going to ask if, if that's,
0: you know, that memory and that experience has impacted the way that you lead in your
1: role as AD here at Holy Family. For sure. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously it, it set a great example for me when I became the senior the next year yeah. that I was going to do the same thing that that this person did. Did others know? join you? Uh, yeah, a few. Not that many, but it, yeah. if if nothing else, you know, it's, do I remember how fast I ate at a team meal? Like <laughs> that, that kind of stuff is, is so unimportant now. But right. the fact that that somebody with power was going to intentionally not use it, and they were gonna, you know, be re- they, they were gonna relegate themselves, obviously, you know, spoke volumes about mm-hmm. you know that person and their character. And in, in my eyes, and and you know, I, I definitely think it has. I'm I'm not thinking about there's an team meal every time I interact with anybody, but you know I, I think it was a, a, a great example from from growing up about you know how to lead how to how to carry yourself uh, definitely stuck so, with so me. So can
0: you can you talk a little in in that vein of, of leadership? Um, can you can you share a little little about uh, you know your own experiences or, or namely those experiences that that you've been able to observe and 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 be a part of and or witness here at Holy Family. And, and how activities, athletics, um, how how they contribute to the, the development of leadership within and among our student body?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's so many different examples. So I, I try not to try not to go on here for sure. for 20 minutes. But I think you know, specifically when you're talking about you know you, when you put kids into a competitive situation, you know, it, their entire life shouldn't feel like a competitive situation. But when you do create a competitive situation, there's so many opportunities to, you know, to succeed, to fail, to struggle together, to, you know, it, it's working through, it's working through those difficult situations. Um, you know, I think if nothing else, you know, we we create these activities and we create games and they're fun, um, you know. But we're teaching kids how to deal with real life adversity. So when it's it's not making a free throw at the end of the game, it's you know making making your mortgage payment at the end of the month, you know, you've, you've been in those pressure situations and, you know, succeeding in those situations where you have to, you know, put in work overtime, kind of a delayed gratification scenario that, that that's not a brand new experience for people when they get out into the world. So, you know, just creating those experiences um, to try to have to persevere, you know, to develop grit, to develop toughness, you know, to develop grace mm-hmm. uh, when you're you know, faced with defeat, um, you know, to get in one of those, you know, finger-pointing type scenarios when things don't go well, um, you know, you really see uh, a lot about people's character when you get into those tough situations, and That's it is pretty a finger-pointing right? situation. It's a, a Wooden quote: "John Wooden, uh, sports don't create; de- they don't develop characters; uh, they reveal character." Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, certainly you see you see moments like that all the time. Um, at Holy Family and, and all, all over the world when you're taking a look at competitive mm-hmm. activities in school. But it's just the, the, the power of,
0: of activities, the it power is. of extracurriculars. Yep. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think about you know, a, a significant um, aim and goal of the type of educational experience that we seek and strive to offer here is that of educating the entire student. Um, and academics isn't enough. Um, there's the spirituality dimension as well as um, that physical dimension, and you know that's uh, so much of that is where I think um, activities and, and athletics begin to contribute in the development of that whole person. Um, it's it's really special. So
1: yeah, you know I, I know we talked a lot about it this this summer when we were working on developing mm-hmm. Canvas and right. you know those different things, but you know at, at the end of the day, it's about it's about empowering. It's about empowering our students. You know, we, we, we talked a lot about that word empower. Mm-hmm. Can, can you
0: elaborate on that? Sure. Like on some of our conversations from this past summer.
1: Yeah, of course. You know, I think it's it's the idea that you're going to you know create better conditions for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to create the conditions for that person to succeed. Not that they would have failed otherwise, but you're gonna you're gonna increase. You're going to increase those conditions. Um, and when I met with uh, our students and talked about the leadership profile, it's about you know this is this is our job, this is our mission at Holy Family is to uh, is to empower you with opportunities, um, not so that you can become you know this one thing that we're necessarily trying to turn you into, mm-hmm. but we're trying to we're trying to open up uh, multiple doors, mm-hmm. not just one, uh, but and allow you to be the one to actually you know unlatch
0: that door. Right. Yep. Um Okay, so I'm going to switch gears just a little bit here. But you, you did briefly mention um, highly competitive, highly energized environments that, that our, our kids are you know entering into, especially when they um, enter the world of high school. <clears throat> and I have little kids. I know you do, too. Uh, so we might not, or at least I can't exactly speak from experience yet. Um, but I'm certainly interested. Uh, I think parents today... Uh, in many respects, receive a lot of criticism for overscheduling and overextending their kids. Um, what are your What are your thoughts with respect to balance uh, and affording our kids, um, you know, the, the the right level of balance? Educating parents on balance, um, and and you know, how how do we ensure that our kids are getting the right doses of all of those essential
1: elements of and education, inclusive of extracurriculars. Yeah, you know, I think I'll I'll agree. You're using the right word. You know, it's about finding that balance. You know, I I don't know that I'm in a position to give a parenting advice, <laughs> um, but just with respect to the, you know my involvement in the sports world, you know, I can speak to you know some of the things that I that I have seen. Um, you know, I think uh, I I don't know that there's one recipe for everyone. Um, you know, I think especially when you're talking about younger and younger kids. Uh, you know, I think I think less is more when mm-hmm. you're talking about you know from a scheduling perspective um, I, certainly my, my wife and I always strive to not over schedule our kids so that we always feel like we're going from A to B to C to D because um, it's really easy to get kind of caught up in that mm-hmm. you know if you, there's there's so many different clubs and organizations and things that you can get your kid uh, involved in that are that are all year round you can you can easily get caught up in Missing out on some of those, you know, the simple time, the the downtime. I think I think that's really important. being bored. I think downtime is essential. Um, you know, so being I think, bored leads to
0: being creative. There you go, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you know, I, and and I think it's different for every kid. Yeah. You know, there are some kids that really thrive on a schedule, just like some right. adults really want to have. They want to have their entire month yeah, scheduled. Yeah, I wasn't that kid. I wasn't either. <laughs> but, but I know some people thrive on a schedule. So, you know, I think it's, uh, <clears throat> if, if I had any advice, it would be, you know, just the, you know, consider that less is more. Um, you know, if, if you're seeing signs that your kid's tired from doing too many things, then obviously, you know, wield it back a little bit. Or, pay attention. Yeah. right. Yeah, be paying attention to that and know that, that it is a thing. I You know, we all kind of have the the romantic notion of couldn't the kids all just get together in the neighborhood and organize their own game. And, and maybe to some degree that's, that still is happening, but you know, at least creating space where, where that can happen. And a game can be kids figuring out the rules on their own and it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be organized by this club with this official, with this game time and field time, but you know, allowing some of that stuff to just happen, you know, organically in the process. Um, what about you
0: know? We've been talking a lot here about um, about the high school experience, you know, for high school aged students. Um, but but what about uh, younger students? You know, how how has um, your role here at Holy Family contributed to um, you know, or and or fostered and cultivated um, extracurricular involvement with a younger population? And so that's like you know, part one and part two would be how has that contributed to the actual high school experience.
1: Right. So, you know, I think two parts to the answer. You know, one is, you know, in my role, you know, providing leadership and service to, uh, you know, our area schools, you definitely want to provide those opportunities. If, if the opportunities don't exist at one of our area schools and we can provide it, mm-hmm. then then we'll do it because we exist to provide kids with opportunities. Um, you know, certainly there's, there's a benefit for Holy Family as well. If we get Kids involved in our programs at a younger age, Mm -hmm. and we have an opportunity to have outreach. Um, You know, we see that as a huge benefit in terms of you know helping to connect connect the dots between you know uh, a a middle school experience and upper elementary experience, and then you know eventually a high school experience. You Mm -hmm. know, we certainly want to be the destination of choice uh, for a significant amount of uh, area families, and so. Uh, to the extent that we can provide opportunities that can illuminate that that might be the case is certainly beneficial for a lot of reasons. Can you share maybe what some of those opportunities currently are for for younger students, you know, in terms of our our camps or... Sure. Yeah, we've got camps going throughout the summer, Um, continually looking to expand those things. Um, We've got uh, a number of kids that are also participating on... Uh, ninth through 12th grade teams at Holy Family. So State High School League allows 7th and 8th graders to participate on high school teams and in high school athletics. Uh, the one stipulation that makes it a little bit more interesting for private schools is that we have to have a signed uh, agreement mm-hmm. with the school, um, different than a public school that would have an implied agreement. Um, so that makes it a little bit more interesting. But we've been able to work with a lot of families. And I would say just in my you know, three plus years here, I think we've had joint agreements with probably seven or eight different schools. Wow. I think more and more different than than people probably would have assumed uh, of kids that have been able to, to be a part of Holy Family teams. Um, and it's been really positive. And we've actually seen uh, uh, this is our biggest crop we've ever had. Uh, This fall participating Um, and it's it's been great and has contributed a lot already to uh, that's incredible
0: Yeah. Yeah, it contributes obviously to the to the team right and the depth of the team itself, but also an awareness of the school Yep. Um, and the great things that are happening here. Um, can you speak to some of those summer camps and maybe specifically what, what um, has been offered in the past? Sure. Uh,
1: we've got a <coughs> comprehensive uh, strength fitness program called Firepower that we rolled out in these last couple of years. Uh, I we should probably participate <laughs> in that myself. Yeah. I, I do like to go do the stretching <laughs> with them <about laughs> once a week if I can make it in there. Um, if nothing else, but you know we've got uh, we've got drama camps, we've got sports camps, um, <clears throat> we've got Italian language and cooking camps. Um, it's it's been fun to That's see another um, one I'd like to participate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> At least stop by the day where they're making pizzas. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so it, it's been cool uh, to be able to see uh, our uh, coaches and teachers get creative and yeah. uh, offering these camps. And you know, as a as a teacher coach myself, it, it always kind of brought me a. Uh, a renewed sense, you know, you get through the end of the school year working with high school kids, and then being able to get the reset, and all of a sudden you're in the you're in the gym with you know third through fifth graders. They got a completely you know different kind of energy, yeah. and it it, it always uh, it always gave me a lift too, just to be able to work with a different age of kids. And sure, they're enthusiastic and excited to be there. So, well, it really makes you reflect on how you how you teach, right? Yeah. And it's very meta. Um, you, the, you you
0: mentioned theater. A theater a summer theater camp. Yeah, um, theater is uh, something that's growing here
1: at Holy Family. It sure is. Any any um, thoughts on that? Anything you want? Just to Just got out of a theater ticket meeting. So oh, fantastic! <clears throat> all, all of our listeners out there will be sending out a press release about how to get your your tickets for the theater. We sold out last year. Uh, we're hoping to sell out again this year. We got Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Fun. Uh, we have got yeah, it's going to be great. We're we're trying to do some some creative stuff with the whole uh, Golden Ticket. Uh, theory Uh, so if you're looking for a golden ticket come into a place near you hopefully underneath your chair uh, or in your candy bar but no it's it's been it's been really great we've got the we've we've cultivated a a nice group of uh, of theater, uh, drama kids, and it seems like it's growing every year. Yeah, and, and um, our director, Eric it. Olson,
0: it has been, I think, pretty pretty active in extending that invitation for participation to a lot of the other area schools as well. We've got a, a number of, of young people coming from
1: some of the area middle schools to, to participate, which is pretty fun. It is awesome. Yeah, if you if you haven't met him, he's a, he presents himself uh, very modestly, but the, the guy's a rock star. He can... He can paint, he can compose music, he can obviously direct, so uh, definitely would encourage people if you uh, if you haven't been out to a production lately, um, later on this uh, November, I think it's 22, 23, 24, um, it's going to be a special time, so we're excited about it. Awesome. All right,
0: let's uh, maybe shift gears a little bit here and um, um, speak specifically to the, the high school experience. So Holy Family offers about 60 different extracurriculars. For a school of 400-plus, that is a lot yes, of extracurriculars. Um,
1: how does that actually compare to maybe some of the surrounding high schools? Uh, you know, I think it compares pretty favorably. You know, if you take a look at the schools in our conference, um, you know, they're their schools of 1,200 or 1,300, if you're talking about New Prague and Waconia, uh, you know, in some cases we offer more pr- more programs and opportunities than they do in those places. Um, you know there is there is a limit to how many different things we can mm-hmm. we can offer, as you implied. Um, so we certainly are not in a uh, of the desire to stretch ourselves too thin by trying to do too many things. Um, but we want to provide kids opportunities. That's what that's what we exist for in school to uh, educate kids and provide those opportunities. So. Um, you know, we always looking to make sure that the ones we have are thriving. And if there's other new ones that we should be adding, uh, we create avenues so that new things can bloom uh, out of our fertile soil here as well. So in that vein, um, rumor has it a number of the n- newer
0: activities here at Holy Family um, have not been generated in a more traditional top-down approach, but rather bottom-up coming from our students
1: um, can you elaborate on any of those? I would. If you ever want to just put yourself in a good mood, talk to anybody <laughs> who's involved with the Holy Family Fishing Team. Uh, these families are ridiculously positive. Uh, their kids have had a ton of success. We were a few pounds away from so going to a nationals. A bad day of fishing better than a good day at <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, they, are, they are so excited about it. Um, yeah, and it, was, it, it came from students. Um, so that process, like how do they how do they do
0: that? Oh, I just interrupted. You were going to talk about Sawyer.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, so Sawyer Sawyer Shugal, uh, approached me probably two and a half years ago okay. um, with a few other kids saying we want to start a fishing team that they had heard of other schools had fishing teams they wanted to have one at Holy Family, um, so we got it started. You know we uh, you know you mentioned the top down approach. You know we've we've never taken the perspective that we need to create demand. You mm-hmm. know. We're, we should have a fishing team, so let's let's make one, whether whether people want it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the allowing it to to grow through that process, I think serves us in in you know, a lot of different ways. One great thing about fishing, we weren't worried about it uh, cannibalizing a bunch of our other activities. It's not officially state high school league sponsored. Um, it takes place you know, mostly in the summer. Um, so it, it seemed like another thing that we could add to the list that Holy Family Kids could do. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't it wouldn't need to, you know, overstress them. They weren't trying to figure out how to do two things in the same season. Uh, it was another way to keep kids, you know, connected and engaged and participating throughout uh, the summer months. Uh, and kids were excited about it. They had a meeting and a bunch of people showed up. And before you knew it, we had a collection of parents that were willing to, you know get their hands dirty and do some of the work that it, that is involved with you know organizing activities or organizing meetings or in this case you know finding boats and drivers and uniforms and and all of those things so it's it's been really cool uh i'd be happy to take some credit for it but i really uh, i haven't done very much <laughs> other than just to try to stay on the outside and, and shepherd the process along but it's really been the it's come from the motivation of the kids uh and then you know, the, in turn, the support of the parents of the motivated kids to try to to try to bring this thing out of the ground. And, and now it's pretty cool. We've got a bunch of kids participating, and I think it's a program that is certainly is uh, sustainable moving forward and can probably even stand to continue and grow. Anything new in the hopper? Uh, there's been some rumblings about a sailing team. Sailing team? Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, so uh, met with uh, this phenomenal coach uh, over the summer, uh, Olympian coach. Wow! Uh, Said the Minnetonka <laughs> Sailing Club who's interested in working with some of our kids. So if there's any uh, if there's any sailors out there, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it's another one of those uh, electives that we could that. Could thrive here. Mm -hmm. um, That wouldn't need to compete with other ones. Again, it's not a state high school league thing. Um, It can be done in the spring and fall and Mm -hmm. summer. Uh, It can be done on the weekends, obviously. So, um, yeah, I think you know, sticking with our our mantra of allowing it to be student driven, um, I think makes sense for a lot of reasons. Not that not that we're lazy, uh, but we want to. We don't want to create. We don't want to try to create demand, and we don't want to try to convince kids that you should all want to do this but when we get uh, a group of kids that do uh, that are ready to take that initiative then by all means holy family will support it and work mm-hmm. on you know growing more of these thriving little communities just like we've seen in fishing
0: well that takes me back to you know the, the, the part of our conversation where we were discussing you know empowering students um, and uh, you know in, in my this is my 3rd year here at holy family and i've i really experienced that as the holy family way um, you know giving kids opportunities to uh, explore their interests and and supporting them when they make that known Um, I think that's an incredibly empowering um, opportunity for for any young person Um, and quite frankly I'm just really really proud that that's that's how we do things here Um, you know back back to some of those unique extracurriculars what other um, maybe uh, there there are 60 of them that's (laughs) It's a lot. you could put um, me on the spot here? You're good. <laughs> um, what, are, what are some of the extracurriculars that we have here that you, besides potentially sailing and um, fishing, you
1: might not find in another school? Well, we've, uh, we've won a lot of fencing championships. <clears throat> what else did you write? <laughs> <laughs> you know, fencing is obviously a unique one um, that other schools don't offer. Uh, I'm always shocked by how many kids that we get out for, you know, fall trap, spring trap, yep. you know, obviously, um, it's, it's become big at the state level. Um, coach Moss and his staff have done a great job of, uh, building up that program here. Um, but it's, it's another one to, you know, take that along with, you know, fishing and sailing and tennis golf. I mean, these are, you know, lifetime activities that kids are, are involved in, um, and it, it's fun to be able to see them, you know, kind of spark that interest in high school um, with these activities that they can carry, you know, throughout the rest of their life. Sure. So is, so is math, you know, math club, obviously, yeah. uh, knowledge bowl. There's, uh, you know, robotics. We get a lot of kids leaving here, going in and, you know, getting involved in engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, another really cool one, uh, our entrepreneurship uh, marketing club and class um, that Mr. Richter's been heading up, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously we know we've got kids that are leaving here that are going to go start their own business or, you know, get involved in the business world, so being able to, you know, get them started early, you know, the Shark Tank thing we've started doing the past couple years Mm -hmm. here has been, you know, one other thing that's that's just different. There's been some outstanding products that have (laughs) have been developed. I'm ready to buy. Same here. Yeah.
0: count me as an investor. There you go. Um, you know, the uh, Chicago Tribune has reported that students involved in extracurriculars actually perform
1: better in school. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? Sure. You know, I, th- it, I think it's one of those chicken-egg things. You know, is there? I'm sure that there's some correlation between kids that want to be involved. And, um, you know, so, you know, I guess that certainly is one thing. You know at Holy Family we've got such high participation numbers that we almost don't have any kids that aren't involved in anything so can you share with the uh with our with our listeners here what those numbers actually are Yeah I think the we usually say uh, 95 <laughs> <laughs> 95 is, we normally 95% uh, per- participate uh and then it's you know 92% do more than one so um Certainly, there is a, a definite connection. I, I think it speaks to the whole kind of, you know, last classroom of the day mm-hmm. mindset that we try to uh, instill into our culture here, too, that it's not, you know, it's not extracurricular, but, you know, you're you're, you're almost kind of missing out on, on an important facet of of your high school experience and your holy family education if you're not getting involved in some type of extracurricular And activity. we see lots
0: of kids here involved in multiple activities, right? You said 92% are... Um, that, that's, that's pretty incredible. And I, and I think that's got to contribute uh, immensely to one's own personal high school experience um, and especially to how uh, relationships are, are formed and developed. And I can only imagine the foundation that, that provides these students is they leave Holy Family and enter the world of college. Or everybody's new, right? Right. Um, and it's, it, you know, for, for lots of kids, it may not be that easy to develop relationships, but they've had such a foundational experience with that here. Um, I think that really gives them a, a leg up. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're, we're kind of coming down to the, uh, to the end of this, this very first inaugural podcast. Um, and I'd and just like to ask you, you know, in, in your role as activities director... At Holy Family, um, what are your goals?
1: What are you hoping to ultimately achieve? Sure, uh, you know I think this is a you know connect to mission question mm-hmm. uh, for me, but you know our our activities mission statement um, is to serve the Holy Family mission by developing servant leaders who are empowered to excel both now and in the future. Um, so th- that's job number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job is to view uh, activities. To the extent that I can, through the lens of our students, um, so you know, number one, make sure that we're we're delivering on that, that we're providing you know, opportunities for them to grow and excel uh, and develop their uh, leadership abilities throughout the time. Um, obviously, in the the managerial side, uh, you know, we need to you know recruit, support, uh, and uh, retain great coaches. Um, you know, it's it's probably the the biggest service of this role is to you know hire and support great coaches um and kind of the leadership philosophy i think if if i'm gonna boil it down to something is you know hire great people let them be creative right um and so uh, as you know in your in your role like that's It's not the easiest thing to do, Mm -hmm. but uh, but obviously that's I think that's the strength of our uh, athletic and activities department is is our coaches, Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who are going to be involved in working on a day to day basis with students. uh, And then, you know, all the things we talked about, you know, helping students Mm -hmm figure out how to, you know, become uncomfortable and then work through that discomfort um, is how they grow and develop and eventually get empowered is helping to overcome those Mm -hmm. those small and big challenges. Mm -hmm. Grit Um, grit and resiliency, right? Right. No question. Yeah. And then, you know, I think in addition to the kind of day to day management, I think, you know, it's also my job to take a look at, you know, the larger landscape, Uh, obviously managing the state high school league commitments is part of my day to day but taking a look at you know holy family you know 5 10 15 years uh, down the road where do you see us well <laughs> delivering on all the things we talked about is, <clears throat> you know in an in- increasingly better way um, you know, I think you know one of the things, kind of, to give a, a more concrete example than just the fluff I gave you right there. Um, <clears throat> you know, t- taking what a look banners at banners in the gym. Is that it- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know the the conference realignment piece is something that that you and I have talked about. You know, taking a look at you know we're in the right county. We were in the Minnesota River before. Um, you know, we find ourselves we're, we're by far the smallest school in the East Division. Right. Um, so being able to take a look at that process and take a look, you know, is this the best place for Holy Family? Is is Holy Family going to be in a better place? Should we be looking at something new and different? Um, and so. Getting ahead of the curve on those things, you know, it's a conversation you and I were having two years ago. Um, we we're really fortunate. Uh, some changes that were finally were able to come to fruition in the last uh, ten months here um, that I think are couldn't have set us up any better for uh, staying exactly where we are and improving the situation of where we are. Um, There was some concern that some of the bigger schools in our conference were gonna be leaving, and we could be left kind of in in an awkward spot if that were to happen. Um, Thankfully, we were able to recruit uh, Jordan uh, to join our conference out of the Minnesota River. Um, Howard Lake Waverly uh, Winstead joined on the other division uh, that won't impact us as much, but we were also able to uh, encourage Mount West Tonka to come over onto our division. So thankfully, we added two more schools to our conference, um, solidifying our size. Uh, But we also, uh, those are both schools, Uh, Jordan's in the 500s and Mound is in the 700s. We were able to drop the average size of the schools in our conference pretty significantly uh, in a relatively short amount of time um, and set Holy Family up for you know a, a stable future. So um, just as, as a one example of taking a look at this, the moving pieces of the landscape uh, and the fact that I need to be doing more than just managing, I need to be you know, mm-hmm. leading and, and uh, taking a look at, at things beyond the short term. So last question for you,
0: and it's about impact. And maybe influence. Maybe those are interchangeable. Um, you know, I've often uh, made reference to coaches as, as having, um, in, in terms of responsibility um, and the, the magnitude and the significance of their role, um, it's immense. Um, they spend more time with our students uh, than probably any single teacher does, uh, and certainly their parents do on a given day. You know, they're with their coach for, you know, an uninterrupted two, three hours of practice and maybe more. That that bears a lot of responsibility. So final question is, um, how or or where do you think um, that yourself, uh, because you also are a coach, right? Mm -hmm. You you coach basketball here. Um, Where do you see yourselves making the, the most significant impact on a student's life?
1: Yeah, I think it's the, you know, coaches are character educators. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've talked about it, uh, you know, in, a, in our Play Like a Champion initiative that um, we're still onboarding our new coaches with. Um, you know, I think instilling that mindset, um, I was really, really uh, blessed to be able to step into a situation uh, where we already had coaches who rec- recognized their impact um, at Holy Family, uh, and being able to work with those people uh, to, to grow that impact. So, you know, a lot of times it's 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 that coach who's on the front lines of seeing a kid and helping them work through disappointment or seeing them work through, you know, out managing outright success uh, or helping them work through, you know, team dynamics of somebody that they might not necessarily see eye to eye with or competitors that they might not see eye to eye with or officials or, you know, there's so many of these little different uh Learning opportunities that present themselves, Uh, and as we think about, you know, as school as a place that was, you know, primarily created for learning, uh, sports are the same way. So although although they're competitive, uh, learning is still involved, and I and I think I can make an argument that, you know, you you ratchet up the learning when you when you crank up the pressure, when you Mm -hmm. crank up the uh, those learning opportunities just become even more immense, Um, and. Yeah, really blessed to have coaches who, who recognize that and are willing to, you know, always looking to improve uh, upon uh, their craft and be able to continue to, you know, grow and expand that impact that they have on our students.
0: Well, Nick, uh, I want to thank you again for joining us today.
1: My I pleasure. Think you've, you've
0: given us a lot to think about. You know, activities, sports are so much more than wins and losses and X's and O's. Um, but really, as you just stated, they're learning opportunities. Um, That really empower our students and and give them an opportunity um, to reveal their true character. So thank you. Um, If if parents, Nick, want to ask
1: you more questions about Holy Family's extracurricular activities,
0: how should they get a hold of you? Uh,
1: email is probably the preferred method. i uh, be happy to set up a call via that, but tibisarn at hfchs.org would uh, be a good starting point. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Nick, and uh, thank
0: you all for joining us uh, in our first um, podcast of Inside 8101. Uh, as I said earlier, we want to certainly hear from you, so if you have a suggestion about a future topic that you'd like to learn more about, listen to, uh, please reach out. Uh, you can reach me at uh, Brennan. M at hfchs.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave your comments. Uh, You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and yes, even Holy Family's
1: own website. Until then, God bless.